The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at 9 with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Hope you all had an amazing weekend. And that's right. It is Monday, January 8th. We've gotten through one full week of 2024. And today is National Career Coach Day, National Winter Skin Relief Day. And if you've been out here, you know it's freezing balls everywhere. It's also... Moisturized. Oh, boy. That, that just freezes. Then you get a little, little shimmer. It's also National Clean Your Desk Off Day, National Joy Germ Day. Not sure what Joy Germ is, but okay. It's also National English Toffee Day, and I guess since you guys yeah. enjoy all of those germs, that's right. It makes sense that today would also be National Bubble Bath Day. And thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can look down below on your screen to see where we live on the Internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So welcome to everyone joining us from any one of those audiences. And kicking it off today, that's right, we have the dope dad himself, Mr. Rico Lamite, the Quasimodo caretaker. And apparently he is back with, that's right. A brand new backdrop that looks like a book cover. That's right. It is the dope dad himself, Mr. <laughs> Rico Lamite. From the 70s, of course. <laughs> Reading is fundamental, Jason. You know. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what they also say, Jason? The bigger they are, the harder they fall. That's right. Will Elon Musk's alleged usage of LSD, cocaine, ecstasy, psychedelic mushrooms, cannabis, and ketamine by senior executive leadership by at at least two of the companies that he runs ultimately lead to the world's richest man losing it all. On Saturday, the Wall Street Journal reported that executives at SpaceX and Tesla have been sounding the alarm about their billionaire leader's leader, Elon Musk's alleged use of illegal drugs. The article cited some of some close to Musk are afraid that the drugs might pose a risk to Musk's personal health, as well as that of his six companies and assets. The Jerusalem Post re reported this morning that the consumption of illegal substances could be a violation of federal policies, endangering SpaceX's billion-dollar government contracts, which the journal estimated to be valued at nearly $1 trillion, a trillion with a T. 
Citing an anonymous source working closely on the matter, the journal claimed that former Tesla director Linda Johnson Bryce did not stand for re-election in the company's board in 2019 over this very same issue. Furthermore, at an employee meeting at SpaceX headquarters, Musk apparently delivered an incomprehensible speech after arriving an hour late before company president Gwen Shotwell eventually took over. The article carefully stated that it is unknown if drugs had been the cause of Musk's strange behavior, but nonetheless, executives discussed their concerns privately. With one executive describing the interaction as nonsensical, unhinged, and cringeworthy. The Jerusalem Post says Musk has allegedly used LSD, cocaine, ecstasy, and psychedelic mushrooms, reportedly smokes cannabis, and has a prescription for ketamine. Sounds like he's getting it in. Well, he <laughs> and in a eight-month-old podcast interview with Shots Podcast Network, the billionaire advocated for the use of psychedelic mushrooms to treat depression. I agree with that. Musk said that the effects of the mushrooms were preferable to those of SSRIs, standardly described to, to treat the mental health condition, and stated his belief that it was the next best expected drug to be decriminalized. While much of the drug use has been reportedly taken out of uh, taken place at private parties where guests signed NDAs were mandatory, sources say his hard partying ways have been an open secret in elite circles for quite some time now. Taking a page out of Lance Armstrong's book of prolonged denial, Musk's attorney, Alex Spiro, responded that Musk is regularly and randomly drug tested at SpaceX and has never failed one of those tests. Spiro, who also represents Tesla, added in his response to detailed questions that there are other false facts in the article, but declined to detail what those false facts were. Hmm. Believe it or not, it's been a full five years now since Elon Musk became a dank meme legend by publicly smoking a blunt during an interview on the Joe Rogan Experience. At the time, the billionaire did not seem to be concerned when asked by Rogan about whether stockholders would be upset if he publicly partook. He's made a ton of high-profile moves since, including the most infamously bungled acquisition of Twitter for a premium price of $44 billion, a valuation 72% higher than it is now after being rebranded by Musk to X, currently sitting at $19 billion just a year later. We all can relate to a story about successful friends who got a little high, too high, a little too frequently, and ended up flying a bit too close to the sun while giving their best Icarus impression. While these allegations remain just allegations, I'd say a trillion dollars in government contracts at stake at just Tesla and SpaceX alone is more than enough cause for concern when the man responsible for said monies, well known for his partying, controversial hot takes, addition to, uh, addiction to public praise and attention. I don't think leaking the man's biz out to the Wall Street Journal is the most effective path to a remedy, but I also really don't know what other options they had at this point. Either way, I find it most interesting that Musk's lawyer really didn't go too hard to contest the allegations. Maybe we're witnessing the, post, the most public intervention ever held in the digital age. I don't know. The one way we can tell, though, is uh, following the money. Tesla is a publicly traded company, and investor sentiment is usually a leading indicator of bigger things to come at a company at any given moment. For what it's worth, the story broke Saturday, and Tesla opened up this morning about a quarter of a point up as I wrote this. So I guess investors are not too shook yet, but what do y'all think? Concerned Tesla and SpaceX insiders publicly calling Elon out for, uh, for partying too hard? Was it the right move for them to make? Um, I don't know. I'm just Rico Lamit, Dobas Dad on the street, and I want to hear from you guys.
Uh, I think yeah. I think doing all those drugs has made him who he is and has given him this success and has given them these ideas to go out and uh, change the world, honestly. I, you know what? I, I agree with you, Todd, and I feel like this is just an attack by the deep state trying to decredit Elon for all of the his freedom state. fighting. Yep, 100%. This Elon Musk like is part of the deep state, dude. This sounds like he's a part of the deep right state. Piece. He runs the deep state. He's a trillion state. dollars in government contracts. That is that is that is the definition of the deep state. Don't get deeper than that. Total hit piece, bro. You guys know, he's got lots of big, old, stale-ass thought-thinking investors, I'm sure. And... And when you have that kind of environment, you're going to get people that are questioning all of your thoughts. My mom right. still questions me, like my own mother, right? So like, of course, people who are writing big fat checks and investing in you and your capability to think clearly are going to be questioning this. Mm -hmm. um, but I say, go for it, Elon. Welcome. Yeah, I'd, I'm with you, Elon. I say, screw them all. They, all these haters, screw them all. They wouldn't be saying shit if the money was still good, though. Must be something coming. Oh God, here we go. You get, you can't be. Kidding. You think it's not? No, I think it's fine. I think everything. They're fine. getting shook, man. Like, like I think it's gonna we'll be. A, who there, cares? There, 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 who there's cares up, there, there's ups stuff. and downs in this world, Rico. Right. And there's ups and downs. Like, I'm like, just like, saying, this, we'll, this is, we'll see. This is ridiculous. They're leaking they're shit like this. They're, they're leaking shit like this to the Wall Street Journal. And this isn't a leak. Is this not is not really, a leak. not really pushing back. This is not a leak. Mm -hmm. No, this is a hit piece. Mm -hmm. This is a hit piece. This is the this is this is, hit piece. This, okay. Yeah, this okay. is the this is the deep state coming okay. after Elon. Your boy, your boy, yeah. Mr. Mr. Uh, 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 Nazi sympathizer, sympathizer, your boy. Oh God, no one's a Nazi sympathizer, bro. That's just ridiculous. Oh, he's not. Huh. <laughs> no, he's not. No. Do we need to go to the text? Go to the text. Is he, is he not? Go to, go, to, go to the text. Is he really? Or no. the text? Yeah. He, he, no. Yeah. Publicly, uh, you know, publicly uh, uh, supporting um, the the uh, uh, replacement theory on Twitter, and that's why he lost all those damn sponsors because they were anti-Semitic remarks I don't know that were made on that. his platform, and he publicly supported them, probably liked them, and said you were speaking the whole truth. I'm not buying it. Not buying it. It all sounds like bullshit. Well, you mean to show you the fucking text? Like, what? It's all over the internet, bro. Saying, I haven't seen. Don't it. believe it, even though it's true. If I haven't seen it, it doesn't exist. Bro, here we go. I'm sending this uh, through Discord right now to you. Okay. So just you know, bro. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you expecting me to go and look at this now and then comment on it and all that shit? I just want you to yeah. say uh, I was right, motherfucker. Yeah. The rest of us are hoping for that. <laughs> for sure yes keep keep hope alive todd there we go uh, check in discord right now on monday i don't there you oh go. you put it on monday oh okay all right you should have put it in green where room. you want me to put it bro green room bro green room uh it's in see. both of them now go ahead no i can't open this right now bro you're fucking screwing my screen up <laughs> i can't open it i can't open it no, Come on, this, G. This is total bullshit, bro. Total bullshit. This is a total hit piece on Elon. It is right before <laughs> Apple and all these other companies pulled their advertising, and he went on stage and said, they can go fuck themselves. Oh, is that when he was talking about Disney? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Good for him. I'm all about that. <laughs> he was talking to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Not about exactly. Disney. Exactly. Yeah, bro. These are all hit pieces there. They're trying to silence this. the man what? about free speech. Free speech. Y'all didn't, y'all never heard this shit that happened a month ago? Like, no. like come on now. No, Stop, Stop. I don't know. What happened? Yeah, read, read that tweet. So, so yes. a guy named the artist formerly known as Eric wrote, 
Okay, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dialect, dialectical uh, 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 hatred against whites that they claim to want people stopped using against them. Deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest shit about Western Jewish populations coming to the disturbing, and there's a dot, 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 and then Elon Musk responded, you have said the actual truth. <laughs> Your boy, Jason. You guys are just ridiculous. You guys. So what did he, what what was he talking about? <laughs> he was talking when he should have just said nothing. You guys. All he had to do was say nothing. You guys make mountains out of molehills over here. How do you know someone didn't just grab his phone and tweet for him? Oh God! Come on. <laughs> he runs the damn company, bro. I'm just like, saying. Don't give me that. Don't I'm give me saying. that. Like just, ever I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you like this, bro. Even the housekeeper. Even the housekeeper. There's like world trade secrets in that fucking phone. No one's touching that. Even, phone. even even the housekeeper knows that there's crumbs still underneath the rug, bro. How easy is it just not to say anything? And when somebody brings up Hitler, yeah. somebody brings up Nazis, somebody brings up some anti-Semitic yes. shit, as hot as those things are right now, how easy is it just not to say a damn word? I I, I agree with you. It's easy to, to 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 not say a word, and that's why I think uh, I think I think some uh, woke intern grabbed his phone and uh, you know so, what I'm saying. Uh, so so shit. it might be, so this might be yeah. the reason why they're having a public intervention for this motherfucker. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that. narratives, narratives you craft, Jason. Mm -hmm. My God. Yes. Yep. And on yes. that on on that, we're gonna go to a commercial. And we're gonna be right back. <laughs> Hey, you, America. Do I look like Sean Connery? <laughs> Good morning, America. Saman Razani coming to you live from sunny Los Angeles, California with the one and only highest host, Mr. Jason Beck, smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast? You can find it on Apple Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. No excuses in 2024. If you haven't checked us out, check it out now. And also, check out what the Prophet's doing in 2024. Look at that. He's known for both uh, smoking the best weed in the world, but also thinks that Elon Musk has a ghostwriter for anti-Semitic retweets. <laughs> I come to the stage now. <laughs> Jason. Oh, man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, glad. I'm glad you guys are. It should be his new standard intro. I'm glad you guys are having a good good time with that. Glad you guys are having a good time with that. But I'll tell you what, you know who's not having a good time is all those Canadian LPs. But thank goodness they actually did something for the world. You guys, that's right. Because Canada destroys 3.7 million pounds of unsold, unpackaged cannabis. Since 2018, yes, they have been eradicating booths, so I support this. Canadian operators deployed millions of packages of unsold cannabis products and a record amount of unpackaged dried flour back in 2022 and the first half of 2023, largely because of years of in. Im imbalance in supply and demand, MJ Biz Daily has learned. According to data shared by Health Canada, the federal cannabis regulator, um, six. 111.7 million grams, that's basically 1.3 million pounds of unpackaged cannabis, was destroyed by licensed producers in 2022, an increase of nearly 44% over the 425.3 million grams destroyed the previous year. 
The data suggests that Canada's regulated cannabis industry continued to seek supply-demand equilibrium after licensed operators produced substantially more marijuana than what consumers were willing to purchase. This sounds a lot like New York. In 2022, the amount of cannabis destroyed was equal to about 16% of the total production, which was approximately 3.8 billion grams. Only uh, partial data was available for 2023, and in the first six months of 2023, another 265 million grams of marijuana was destroyed by license holders, according to Health Canada data. No data is available for the second half of 2023, but in a similar, but if a similar amount was destroyed between July and December of 2023, it could signal that the industry already has reached its peak supply demand imbalance and has started inching closer to an equilibrium. Canadian companies have destroyed a staggering amount of cannabis since 2018 and more than 1.7 billion grams as 3.7 million pounds of unsold unpackaged dried flour have been destroyed since Canada became the first large country to legalize adult use cannabis sales that equivalent to the weight of approximately get this you guys 1,252 Honda Civics. In addition to unpackaged flour, approximately 24 million packages of cannabis were destroyed since 2018, and Health Canada discloses only the weight of destroyed unpackaged cannabis, meaning the overall amount of destroyed cannabis in Canada, including product already packaged, is likely more than 2 billion grams. Farrell Miller, a cannabis industry veteran and consultant, said most of the destroyed product is old and low in THC content. In quotes, he says, there is no demand for old and low THC products. Someone should tell New York that. So manufacturers of finished products are not buying this biomass as inputs, she said. It's likely low quality material with no value, Miller said, of the destroyed cannabis. And one more quote, they say, as consumers become more savvy with packaging dates and dried on products or and dried cannabis products, uh, this trend will only continue, they say. And you know what else continues is this article. It continues on and on and on. But I'm going to digress <laughs> because you can read it all at our website at www.highandnine.news.com. But thank goodness for this destruction process because otherwise the world would just have way more boof than it already needs. And this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News. What do y'all think about this? You know, someone once asked me if we wanted to launch our brand in Canada. And I was like, I don't want to kill my brand. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very, very true. I'm not mad at that. Maybe if the weed's getting better, I'll think about it in a year or two. Yeah. Do you know, I wonder too, in, in regards with this, I wonder, I wonder what would happen if we got the, the metrics for, for, for how much weed is destroyed in California how it would compare mm -hmm. with Canada's overall. Mm. Mm. Are we talking about destroyed in California? Yeah, destroyed destroyed in California <laughs> as pertained to metric. And for okay. Yes. Yes, as pertained to metric, not like actual, you know, waste waste, but just what's how much disappears. Yes. How yeah, much does it really get destroyed or does it just disappear? It just disappears, bro. You know that, Todd. You knew the answer to that before you even asked I it. I did. Yeah. The weed goblins got it. <laughs> mm -hmm. The gnomes. Mm -hmm. You have any thoughts on this, Chris? How many Honda Civics? How many? 1,268, I think it said. Let me get you the exact number. That's, I mean, that, that's a pretty big impact. 1,252 Honda Civics. 1252. That's a lot of wow. that's, that's a lot of Hondas in the impound yard, Chris. 
That's a that's an interesting um, metric of weight as well, right? right? I mean, are we talking about the? You know, it, it are, makes are we me, talking about like the regular, the hatchback, the sedan? What kind of Civic are we talking about? It here? says Honda Civic. How many Hummers? It doesn't many Hummers? Hummers here. <laughs> it's a hybrid Civic. Civic. Like what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> how many Pontiac Aztecs? Exactly. I actually think it's a waste. You know, veterans or patients could, uh, yes. you know, could use yep. this stuff. And, Give it away. Uh, what do you mean? You know, they, to, they, I have to throw it away is just dumb. I, they 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 have plenty of homeless people in Canada that they could be giving this weed to. No, that's what I'm saying. You know, sick people and veterans and it's not even uh, you know, you yeah. Know, but I, give I it mean, away. Does anyone does anyone find it? Somebody wants it. Does anyone find it interesting that in in here the person that they're talking to is saying how Canadians don't want low dose products and that's the reason that this stuff isn't selling is because it's low <laughs> dose products and well, how does anything old, sell there? Old. Isn't it blaming it on? Yeah, has yeah. anything <laughs> sell there? <laughs> you know. Okay. Shout out! Shout out to Canada. That's a Jason. They can even extract it all. They yeah. could even extract it all and just make oil from it. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? Jason, are, are you are you consulting with Canada on what kind of excuses? Clearly not. I mean, one? I probably should be. I probably should be. I didn't realize there were so many trappers in uh in Canada. Rico, how about how they did Miles Bridges last month, man? Poor guy was denied entry. Couldn't play in his game. I mean, I don't. I'll tell you what. You're nobody until you've been denied been, been denied entry by Canada. Well, Canada's uh, uh, border, uh, um, I guess, is is tougher to get into it is. than uh, than ours. It's, it is. It's, no. it's tougher to get into than North Korea. Right. So, I mean, maybe we, America should be taking notes. Just saying. Man. I agree with that part. I agree with that part. And on that note i think we are going to keep this train moving we have a pretty pretty interesting update on a previous story coming up to you next this is chris eggers former san francisco detective now heads cc security solutions for all of your cannabis needs and helps you make sure that you keep your cannabis that you actually produce instead of letting thieves run off with it that's right it is none other than chris eggers Welcome back Hello, hello, happy Monday, and happy Monday to all my correspondents. Great to see you guys. Love starting the week off with you. Uh, my update is is uh, short, um, but reported on it last week. Uh, an Oakland PD officer died uh, responding to a burglar at a cannabis facility, and now, the, according to KTV News, Fox 2 out of the Bay Area, and this has been, yeah, I'm, I haven't left the Bay Area, so I, I'm, I can't say, but in the Bay Area, it's been big news, kind of uh, reported on every day, and this headline reads that the mother of um oakland officer suspected killer was arrested as well um it's a very very short article again i think there's really not much more to the article they, they named the, they named the individual um that has been arrested they named an accomplice who was uh allegedly a getaway driver there's some enhancements that the da uh, i'm still doing some research because there's a bunch of links to this very short article about uh various enhancements as well that the da is going after um and this has sparked various conversations. And so it's tough. People have asked me a lot, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And it just kind of depends on what topic we're talking about. I think, again, like we reported last week, this brings up um, an interesting amount of uh, conversations based on uh, where your optics lie. Um, and I think it's going to be an ongoing conversation, but I wanted to report that uh, today. The vigil was held last Thursday uh, in Chinatown. Um, and I'm sure this is there's going to be multiple developments and, again, multiple conversations coming from this because this is top of mind for a lot of cannabis operators. It's top of mind for a lot of Oakland residents. Uh, certainly now, obviously, top of mind for um, 
uh, folks within the law enforcement community. Uh, that's my update today, and it's something that we're, I'm going to be following and, and reporting on in the coming weeks. So, so hope everybody so, had a good weekend. So hold on. So so they arrest the guy, and they also arrest his mom because his mom was aiding and abetting. Is that correct, Chris? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, there's not a whole ton of details. That's that's basically the the whole um, news article. It's very very short, but yes, that's uh, essentially what this article is uh, discussing. Mm-hmm. Man, that's good news for everybody in Oakland. I mean, but I don't understand. They only they only caught one of these guys, and not like all eighteen of them. There was two, uh, I think two so far that's been arrested uh, for the murder. I think a third was arrested, but not charged with murder, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but now the mother of one of the individuals charged with murder um, was arrested on, uh, I think, believe Friday. Chris, Chris, can't they only charge one person with murder? No, there's like a accomplice. It's it's hard to say. So here's here's the thing about charging, right? Uh, law enforcement charges, but then the well, law enforcement arrests for a crime, then the DA charges, right? Yep. And and what we're gonna see through. And I actually, I'd love to bring up a criminal. Uh, defense attorney buddy of mine out at San Diego um, who could speak on this. But essentially, you know, right now what's happening probably behind closed doors is, you know, uh, a few different moving parts. But one would be the DA's office working with law enforcement to make sure that they got the charges the way that they want. Um, if you overcharge or mischarge, that can lead to issues in court if you go to trial. Um, it's hard to say as of right now if this is going to go to trial or, or maybe there's some sort of plea option happening. But uh, my guess is that this is very early on in the investigation, uh, although it does report, according to this article, that the next court date uh, is this month uh, for those that have been arrested. Next court date is this month. You have something to say on this, Mandy? I think you're on mute. There oh, you go. there you go. She's on mute. Yeah, you're on mute, Mandy. Apologize. Um what I was going to ask is actually a question. Did it say that his mom was aware of the situation or I'm just curious. To, to, to my understanding, she was actively hide, trying to hide him from law enforcement. So if you have that article, Jay, the one I'm reading from is very, very short. Uh, it just basically says that she was arrested. Um, we can assume aiding and abetting uh, or some sort of participation after the fact. Mm-hmm. Which would lead to her arrest, but uh, I'm sure we're going to see those details come out shortly. How, how much time? How much time? How much? Thing, how, how much time can you actually get, Chris, for aiding and abetting? Like if you're hiding a felon in your home? Yeah, that's hard to say. It's going to vary by county to county, circumstance to circumstance. Varies uh, by county what, to county. Well, you know how DAs charge different things, right? Yeah. So some counties are some counties are stricter than other counties. So I'm, like anything else, it's gonna it's gonna you know vary depending on that individual fact and circumstance based on that uh, DA and, and how they're trying to charge it. And and so, and so this person is probably also using yeah. it as leverage, right? If you can yep. detain someone's mother, they're probably going to be sitting in there feeling kind of guilty about it more than likely and use it as some kind of plea or some kind of like negotiation tactic. Like your mom's going to get charged too. If you don't, you know, right. come clean. Is, um, is, is, yeah. Isn't this, is this is, this is Alameda County where they would be charged, right, Chris? Correct. And the former DA in, in, in Alameda County was George Gascon, who's now the, the DA in Los Angeles. Am I correct? Uh, was he Alameda County DA? He was definitely San Francisco. Oh, he was San Francisco. Oh, sorry. Sorry. He was San Francisco's DA. Yes. That my bad. I just, I, I just wonder if, if, if any of these people are ultimately going to get prosecuted since they're not really prosecuting crime up North in Northern California, just like they're not prosecuting crime here in Los Angeles. 
it's going to be an interesting one to watch, I think, for sure. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, that's what it brings a ton of conversations, right? Because it talked, we, there, some of the things that we've already talked about is, you know, um, law enforcement interest uh, in responding to cannabis facilities. You know, cannabis operators have for quite some time been uh, searching for and asking law enforcement to some degree to, to help them out with this ongoing problem that, again, I always say is not a cannabis-specific problem. We have a retail and a commercial theft problem in this country right now uh, mm-hmm. that is also affecting the cannabis industry. Um, I don't want the naysayers to say that, you know, cannabis is bringing in all this crime because, you know, we can look at Broadway Plaza and Union Square and see that this is happening, um, you know, all over in the Bay Area specifically, but, you know, throughout California and the rest of the country as well. Mm-hmm. I saw, I saw, you know, um, go ahead. Man. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Please, please. No, I was just saying that there's that you're, you're absolutely right, Chris, just uh, was two days ago at the Target uh, down the way from our house, we had somebody um, do a big, huge shoplifting um, spree. They ended up totaling out to be like $40,000 worth of inventory that was stolen or something like that. Um, They ended up catching the individual that did it, but it's happening everywhere. And then also, I just like, I feel bad saying this, but Oakland has become so bad that have any of you guys ever been to like those smash rooms where you can go in and like hit stuff with sledgehammers and like break plates <laughs> and all that? <laughs> I feel like that's what the city of Oakland is like now. Like the whole mm-hmm. city just looks like somebody has been in there fucking it up really pissed smash off for a long brothers. time. And I'll just say this. I, I spoke to KTV news um, on Friday and you know, I, I want to say this again. And I think that this is important because it benefits uh, not only cannabis operators uh, provides law enforcement with better data, uh, but I think it's just important for municipalities to recognize, you know, what boat we're in. Mm-hmm. Again, we have continued depleted police resources. We have uh, law enforcement agencies that can't fill academies. We have law enforcement agencies whose academies are filled with folks who are on their second and third try. Um, you know, we need to lean into technology to increase situational awareness for all stakeholders um, so that we can help combat this problem. And we need to increase efficiencies within law enforcement. And we can't ask them to do it alone because the answer is law enforcement is not capable. That's not a knock. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, also, law enforcement typically does not look outside itself for its own training. And you can use me as an example. I've taken, you know, this is a conservative number, over 60 additional training courses in my career that I applied for, sought out on my own. And only two of them, it's more than 60, but I'm being conservative for this for this uh, purposes of today. Only two of them, of the, of the 60 plus, only two were also available to civilians. And I, I think that's wow. crazy, right? I mean, how do we want to get better? If you want to get better, in my opinion... This is just my opinion, but if you want to get better, you look outside of yourself. You look at other people's optics. You you listen. You 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 know seek out people who have different opinions than yourself. You know it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to change your opinion, but I think it's a better it's a way to educate yourself and and just sort of get better. And that's how the private sector operates. Um, law enforcement in general, if it operated like the private sector. Um, Within the private sector, would be out of business. There's an article right now out of I think SF Gate, one of the local Bay Area um, news articles that says the city of San Francisco is taking 150 days to hire somebody. I mean, that's that's incredibly inefficient, right? So we can't look at municipalities to help solve this problem. We need to look at public-private partnerships. In my opinion, with respect to security, we need to look at technology and how we can lead into that. Interesting. Interesting, Chris. I, I wonder, do you think that the law enforcement numbers will be going up now that California cannot uh, uh, drug test for weed? I think so. Um, you know, I don't know if that I'll, I'll tell you this. I think I don't know if they'll go up, but I did background investigations for 
the Oakland Police Department when I was there, and then I did them for, uh, as soon as I left law enforcement, uh, I did them for a short period of time uh, for a sheriff's office. And there was like some incredible applicants, like, you know, uh, guys and gals that you would want to show up when you're having your worst day. They're just like, have some life experience behind them. You know, they're not all rattled up. They're just like good folks, folks that in my opinion, you know, I would want to respond if my sister was calling the police uh, and they were ineligible because of cannabis use. Right. Um, and speaking back to Canada real quick, I knew a cop who was denied entry into Canada while he was a working SFPD cop because of a previous DUI conviction. So you can have a DUI and be a cop, right, after some period of time passes, but you can't, you know, smoke cannabis, consume cannabis, have nothing else happen, but then be denied. And, um, and, and Jason, did, did you get, did a little bird drop anything off uh, via, via any sort of communication about any kind of law enforcement agency and a policy change that may or may not have occurred? Did you get wind of anything last week? Yeah, 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 yeah. We we we, we talked about that about uh, San Francisco uh, Sheriff's Department sending sending out a, a letter to everyone, letting them know that they are no longer going to be drug tested for cannabis. Yeah, I, I got that. It, I kind of like fell out of the sky. Yeah, it was wide. It was dropped. Oh, just like, boop, boop. Yep, just, just like yeah. that. You heard that too. Yes. Yep. We we talked about Wild. it. We talked about it when uh when the the following day and uh yeah. Oh, sorry, I missed that. And so so I wonder if I wonder if this is gonna if if there's gonna be more uh departments doing this and I wonder if more people should be fine FOIA requests in regards with their local police departments and sheriff departments to see if they have released this type of uh, language. Yeah. Not you know law enforcement's not immune to. Uh, an alcohol problem, like a lot of industries and like a lot of people, right? And so it's it's pretty mind-boggling to me that that we're now just having this conversation in the beginning of 2024, right? Um, but it, I've said it before: you can, you know, drink a bunch of whiskey, have a couple bottles of wine, show up at work the next day, no one really bats an eye. But if you were to, you know, consume a gummy or consume some cannabis, uh, go to bed, wake up feeling refreshed, you know, that's that's frowned upon. Can't do that. That's wild. No, you're 100 percent right. And you know, the, Canada. I mean, Canada doesn't even let uh, people into the country that have DUIs or even uh, e- even HIV or AIDS. They don't let you into Canada. So, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Canada, Canada, don't, Canada don't play that shit. Another reason why I'm not. How is that regulated? Never heard. That. <laughs> what do you mean? How's that regulated? That's so messed up. And it's just to show up with your medical records. Right. Can't go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they take you into secondary and give you a give you a blood you take a blood sample sometimes. before you let let you in the country. Jesus. Are you serious? No, no, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I think so, I've never heard that. I have, I have, I have been pulled into secondary in Canada, and I'll tell you what, it is a nightmare. Your phones don't work. Like you are like in, you're, you're like in a government building where oh. like, no, no, like nothing, nothing works. Nothing, nothing at all works. Yeah, you're, you're, you're totally yeah. stuck. You could totally disappear, and no one would ever know what happened to you. But nonetheless, we're going to go to a commercial, and we're going to come right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. Oh, yes. Coming up next, that's right, it's the voice himself, Mr. Todd Dankin. He's the founder of Digipath Lab. Oh, wait, shit. Sorry, you guys. I screwed up. 
My bad. Rewind. Yeah. Stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button. I know we'll appreciate it. YouTube appreciates it, and you will be a better person for it. Also, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed already. And all of the stories that you see that we cover on High at Nine News, you can read directly on our website at www.highatnightnews.com. I'm Jason Beck, and this is Smoky Vanilla. And if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smoky Vanilla. That's right, baby. I'm Smoky Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah. You know what it is. We just stretched and now we're going to smoke because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. Oh, yes. Coming up next. That's right. It's Mr. Todd Denkin. He's filling in for the Count St. Germain, who's getting his face uh, carved out apparently today. But he will be back next week, and we wish him the best and hope everything works out fine for him. But coming up next. That's right. It's Mr. Todd Denkin. He's the voice with the most. That's right. He's also the founder of Digipath Labs and the creator of the Smuggleverse, where you can get all of your digital dank. And he's not just because his name is Todd Dankin. That's right. It is none other than Mr. Todd Dankin. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, everybody. Oh, your guy's in trouble, bro. Who? Uh, color, uh, Ron DeSanctimonious. That's not my buddy. guy. That's not my guy. That's not my guy like that. <laughs> Come on. No, no. Well, Colorado's governor office uh, slams DeSantis marijuana stands pushing back against a claim that legalization has led to bigger illicit market. If Florida Governor Ron DeSantis needs some advice on how to promote economic and personal freedom, the state of Colorado is, quote, happy to explain the advantages of marijuana legalization. Said Governor Jared Polis, after Republican presidential candidate doubled down on his opposition to cannabis reform. On Friday, DeSantis peddled a dubious claim that Colorado's illicit market is bigger today than it was before legalizing adult-use cannabis in 2012, justifying his own personal opposition to the reform. In response, a spokesperson for Colorado Governor's Office offered to correct the record for the 2024 GOP presidential hopeful in a statement to Marijuana Moments. I quote, The facts are that Colorado voters approved the legalization of marijuana, which is curbing the illicit market, getting dealers off the streets, reducing youth use, funding school construction, supporting jobs, and Colorado's economy. Colorado is happy to provide the Florida governor advice on how to increase economic and personal freedom like we have in the free state of Colorado. In an interview on the radio station KCPS that aired on Friday, first noted by Florida Politics, DeSantis had challenged the idea that regulating marijuana sales would elicit operators out of business, stating that an interesting concept, he says, hasn't played out in Colorado, despite evidence to the contrary. There have been states like Colorado who've done things like legalized marijuana, and the argument was, well, you want to have a black market? 
It will be above board, taxed, and all that stuff, DeSantis said during the interview. Yet Colorado has a bigger black market of marijuana since they legalized it, he added. It's well understood that enacting legalization doesn't fully eliminate the illicit market, and states have had varying degrees of success to that end, but research indicates that Colorado has been among the most effective at transitioning people to the legal marketplace. One report from Leafly and Whitney Economics that was published in 2022 found that nearly all 99% recreational marijuana sales in Colorado now takes place at licensed retailers. I wonder how they got that in. That sounds like a bogus stat to me. Uh, the city of Denver also released a report in July indicating that its local regular regulatory framework has effectively reduced the size of the illicit market with law enforcement processing a record low amount of illegal cannabis in 2022. There are just a couple of metrics of success that advocates and stakeholders have pointed to as they promoted the state's industry, which launched the first ever, ever legal marijuana sales 10 years ago this week. But in DeSantis's retelling, the illicit market has actually expanded in Colorado, which is one reason he remains opposed to the reform that voters in his own state may have the chance to decide on this November, depending on the outcome of a state Supreme Court challenge from Republican Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody. Despite, a voting, uh, despite voting for a handful of reform amendments while serving in Congress, DeSantis has done little to endear himself to the cannabis community since launching his presidential bid. He's maintained steadfast opposition to the policy change and said last summer that he would not move to federally decriminalize cannabis if elected. He also recently suggested that the increase in Florida's medical cannabis patient population is partly due to people using the program as a pretext for recreational use. Floridians, meanwhile, are ready for reform, polling shows. Nearly 7 out of 10 registered Florida voters say they support the marijuana legalization initiative, with majorities of every demographic surveyed in favor of the reform, according to a survey that was released in November. Economic analysis uh, has said that the Florida legislature and governor's office estimate that the marijuana legalization initiative would generate between 195.6 and 431.3 million dollars in new sales tax revenue if voters enacted. Meanwhile, DeSantis signed a bill that took effect over the summer that added restrictions to the medical marijuana advertising and manufacturing, prohibiting any products or messages that promote recreational cannabis use while adding more stringent eligibility requirements for workers in industry. He also approved a bill that expressly prohibits sober living facilities from allowing residents to possess or use medical marijuana, even if the patient is certified by a doctor to legally use cannabis therapeutically in accordance with state law. All other doctor-prescribed pharmaceutical medications may be permitted, however. The governor signed legislation in July banning the sales of any consumable hemp products, including cannabis chewing gum, to people under 21, an expansion of an existing prohibition on young people being able to purchase smokable hemp. In the legislature, meanwhile, a Florida Republican senator also introduced a bill last month to allow licensed medical cannabis businesses to take state tax deductions that are now barred from claiming at the federal level under an Internal Revenue Service Code known as 280E. Conversely, another GOP state lawmaker filed legislation on Friday that would impose strict limitations on THC potency. Maybe they could get all their weed from Canada. 
uh, if recreational legalization is approved by the voters. A big mess in Florida, as usual. Right-wing moronic governor Ron DeSanctimonious makes up lies to support his anti-cannabis movement, even though that's what the Florida governor or the Florida voters want. I'm Todd Dankin with Hyatt Nine News. What say you? Well, first I say, whose headline is this? Because they spelled a lot wrong. And... Yeah, there, there's a space. It's two words, a lot. I remember that from, uh, from a sixth grade. Lot. A lot, A-L-O-T. It's two words. Yes. <laughs> marijuana moment, by the way, gets credit oh, for that story. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean. All right. I mean, but I mean, I, I don't know if Governor Polis really has the a lot to to stand on in grandstand against Governor DeSantis. Personally, I'm not I'm not sure. Like, yes, Colorado has legalized cannabis, but I mean, he was he was a congressman when when this was going on, so he didn't have a lot of uh, you know, say so in regards with the state legislature on how they did this and rolled it out and things like this. So I don't really understand why he is grandstanding in this capacity on Governor DeSantis. Is he grandstanding or is he just standing up for his state and uh, saying, look, you idiot, um, he's, he's grandstanding. There, there isn't a lot of it, really. Yeah, I think he's grandstanding. And, and, and you know, and, and, and I think uh, Governor DeSantis, I think I think in, in, in you know, in, in reality, there is tons of illicit market uh, cannabis that comes from the legal market. And so therefore, you know, when Colorado promotes themselves as like, hey, da, 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 everything's so great and green over here, then, of course, you're going to get lumped into that crowd of being the provider for the illicit market. Well, doesn't California really provide for the illicit market? I, yes, it does. 100%. <laughs> it does a lot. Right. It does a lot. But at the same time, I mean, Oklahoma does too. I'm sure there's some of that Colorado sure. weed, you know, as bad All as it states is. are starting to join that. Exactly. Look, there's always going to be an illicit market on something that is in high demand by the consumer, right? Whatever it is. high taxation. There will always be an illicit market when there is too high taxation. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Exactly. Like if every state just said for the first, you know, three to five years, we're going to have almost no taxation whatsoever so that everybody can move into the legit lane of doing things. Mm -hmm. The illicit market would have no reason really to exist. Mm -hmm. Very, very true. Very, very, very true. I, I mean, the illicit market is, 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 is flooding right now. Okay, it is it is it is traptastic everywhere. You don't have any crime that's getting prosecuted, and and the laws have been made to where you basically don't get prosecuted for for anything anyway. Right. You know, in in, in a lot right. of these states, and so I, I th there has to be some kind of a balance if people actually want to have like a real industry, or if people just want to you know tra trap or die. Then I'm I'm you know just 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 let's just pick one way or the other, you guys. Right. I got to remove 280e. So you can run a business like a business, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's uh, so ridiculous that uh, banking yeah. is so difficult, that uh, tax deductions are so difficult. Mm -hmm. It's because we deal in a commodity that people want, right? That mm -hmm. has a whole black market associated with it. Yeah. Ridiculous. And, and, a, and a lot of that is that we have such an illicit market is because of draconian policies that are not only imposed in these different states, but also on the federal government level. Sure. And, and it's overtaxed, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. Overregulated, overtaxed. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, we have to follow stringent rules, right, in order just what to is... keep the license. Mm -hmm. 
go ahead. Mandy. Market has taken such a weird approach to how they rolled everything out too. I mean, you have these silo captain King Kongs that own pretty much everything and have unlimited reach mm -hmm. in that state. Um, but there's very few opportunities for new entrepreneurs and, and it's, it's really sad. Actually. Yeah, it's a, it's a good old boy network for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I've even had folks um, from Florida reach out to me because of the different licenses that I've been able to acquire here in California to use me as like their credible licensee mm -hmm. so that they could expand their footprint out there. And it's it's just really interesting how how that works in mm -hmm. Florida. Because Rick Scott was the governor and now Ron uh, what is his name? Uh, Ron, you know, is the governor, and yeah, <laughs> and they're 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 both anti-cannabis, right? The voters want it, the people who live there want it, but these guys think it's uh, it's against their religion to uh, to allow people you, you know, know personal freedom. I I would challenge anyone that's trying to say that cannabis is against their religion to actually read the Old Testament. Because in there, it says that all seed-bearing plants are this earth and to be used. And so I would encourage any evangelical to make sure that they are studying the good book as much as they want to preach about it. They only preach the stuff they like. Fair. That's what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, uh, uh, going back on that previous story, I, I, I got a text, Chris. Before we move into Mandy, I got a text. Are you ready for this, Chris? Stay ready, Jason, so I don't have to get ready. My aunt my aunt read an article, and she said that the article that she read said the mom was working on getting uh, getting the criminal out of the state. Like, she was working to, 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 to get him out of the state so that he couldn't get caught. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, that's definitely aiding that's de and abetting. 100% for, that's for... aiding and abetting. If that's true, that is without a doubt aiding and abetting, and I wonder what type of actual – um, type of uh, time that she would receive from that, but and I wonder what kind yeah. of a tough decision or tough position to put your mother in. I mean, come on, like that is like the epitome of. How, how do you know she didn't you put her? How do you know she didn't? How do you know she didn't put herself in that situation? I mean, true, but either way, it's just she's like they're not going to take my baby. I mean, that's probably the situation. Mm-hmm. 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 And on that, we're going to keep this train rolling. We're going to roll right on in to Miss Mandy Tingler. She is a mom. She is an entrepreneur. And she is also the host and CEO of the Women's Cano Awards coming up this March, where if you are a woman-owned brand, you should be entering because you could win a slot on people's shelves. That's right. It is none other than Miss Mandy Tingler. Good morning, and thank you, Jason, for that little plug for WCA. We're really having a lot of cool movement going on. We're actually relaunching our new website in just a couple of days here. We're also going to be launching our online voting for the People's Choice Awards, so make sure that you get your voting in there. And why is it important to vote on our, our competition for People's Choice? Because during that voting process, we're raising money for a really great charity called Saving Sophie. So visit womenscanaawards.com for more information. Now, on a totally different note, you guys, it's freezing cold up here in Northern California, but my story I think is going to inspire you to get up and move your body despite the gloomy weather. One of the age-old arguments about our favorite plant is, will weed help you work out? 
Today, the Health Daily News announces a new study found that using marijuana can help folks better enjoy a good workout, but it's not going to boost their athletic performance. A small group of runners reported greater enjoyment and a more intense, quote, runner's high when they exercised after using marijuana, according to new findings published recently in the journal, quote, Sports Medicine. The runners also reported that exercise felt significantly more difficult if they were on THC, which is, of course, the chemical that produces the intoxication. The findings defy the long-held stereotype of the couch-bound stoner, the researchers noted. They also reported on this study that there is an epidemic of sedentary lifestyle in this country, and they say that we need new tools to try to get people to move their bodies in more enjoyable ways. They also report that they found that cannabis before exercise seems to increase positive mood and enjoyment during exercise, whether you use THC or CBD, but THC products specifically may make exercise feel more effortful. If cannabis is one of those tools, we need to explore it, keeping in mind both the harms and the benefits, the researchers say. For the study, researchers recruited 42 Boulder area people who previously tried running after cannabis or by, while using cannabis. A previous study had found that four in five weed users have taken marijuana before or just after exercise. The researchers asked the runners to go to a dispensary and buy weed products rich in either CBD or THC. The volunteers ran on a treadmill at a moderate pace for 30 minutes in two sessions, one sober and one after using weed. During the run, they answered questions about their workout. Across the board, participants said that they enjoyed their run more when exercising after using cannabis. Participants reported that weed had a increase in enjoyment, or the running had an increase in enjoyment by 91% of the, the participants. 69% of the participants recorded a decrease in pain. 60% reported a increase in ability to focus during the workout. 57% reported an increase in motivation to work out, which that's usually the number one thing for people. And then last but certainly not least, 45% said it made the time feel like it went by faster. However, only 29% felt that the weed consumption actually improved their performance. <sighs> They say that the heightened mood that was reported was even greater in the group that used heavy CBD weed products, suggesting that marijuana's exercise benefits don't necessarily come from the intoxication associated with THC. In fact, participants in the THC group found running significantly harder when stoned, possibly because the THC increases their heart rate. This is uh, this actually jibes with previous studies, which found that athletes run 31 seconds per mile slower when stoned on weed than sober. Interesting. Pretty clear from our research that cannabis is not a performance-enhancing drug. The researchers reported. It's likely that weed products of different kinds provide different runners high, quote unquote, but tweaking the same receptors as naturally produced brain chemicals called indigenous cannabinoids, which is the body which the body produces after an extended period of exercise, researchers said. The CBD and THC in weed might allow athletes to tap into that natural high with a shorter workout or enhance it during a longer run. Now, you guys, I don't know about you, but I definitely have experienced better workouts when I'm high. Matter of fact, I'm going to the gym right after this show. 
one of my favorite benefits of this show in the morning is it gets me ready for that workout. So what do you guys think about cannabis and working out? I, I, I like this. I, I like this story, but I'm not sure if do we do we know where these people lived at when they did this? The study was done in Boulder, Colorado, and that's, um, that's what I was afraid they of. They are just why? That's what I was afraid of. I don't know if this can What's be accurate. On? I don't know if I don't think there's that many people that enjoy Colorado weed that much. <laughs> oh my god! Just saying. That's true. It could be affecting the study. It could. It could mm. affect the study. And maybe that's. I why think the fact that this study is happening is great, regardless. Right? I think just more well, studies. Great. And it's great that there's news on it and it's great that you're reporting on it. I think it's all, it's all great. I mean, let's talk about the whole conversation around cannabis potentially being a, a performance enhancing drug, right? There's all of the different um, national sports leagues are starting to get a little bit more flexible around cannabis consumption. Well, not all, but many. And it's really interesting when I hear individuals start talking about, well, does it cause them to perform better? Well, better in what way? They're not in as much joint pain while they're pay playing, or are they actually running faster and able to score more? I don't know. Maybe uh, those things go hand in hand. Maybe it yeah, is. Yeah, great point. I, I agree. Maybe it is a performance-enhancing drug then. Right, but isn't that better than loading up on like Oxycontin and a couple thousand milligrams of Motrin that's going to kill your liver and your kidneys and maybe you if you accidentally take too much? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I will I will say this though. I don't know if, if cannabis is the best thing if you're gonna be going and like lifting heavy weights and stuff like that though. I'm not I'm not sure if cannabis is the best thing for that prior to. Like Jay, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. I have no experience. I have no idea. <laughs> see, see now little teeny tiny weights I might be able to comment on, but not big weights, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You guys, um, I, you know, I, I, I think, I think cannabis, I mean, cannabis has to be good for you for working out in the sense that technically when you're smoking, you are doing some lung exercises. So that is part of a cardiovascular good okay. routine right there. So, but, um, I think also like Jason, you do yoga. Right? I love yoga. Yoga, love yoga is very meditative. It's very calming to the central nervous system, the endocannabinoid system. It, it thrives when you're doing yoga. I don't know um, if I consider so, yoga working out, though. Then really, you're, no, you're not doing it right. I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying I don't know if I really consider <laughs> that working out. Like I, in, in in my mind, working out is like you're you're going to the gym, you're you're lifting some weights, or you're like like you're outdoors running or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you're you're training for. I something. mean, are you doing Yin yoga or are you doing like Bikram? Because like, let's, there's a difference. Oh, of course, there's differences in all those different types of yogas, but like I, I'm just 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 regular regular yoga. Like yes, yes, it is it is amazing. You, like you stretch out, like you you build you build. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what, what's what's that stuff when you do like the just the resilience when you're just like pulling things and like that that actually builds your resistance. Yes, yeah, yeah. There we mm -hmm. go. So so it's amazing, amazing, amazing for stuff like that. But like if you're like I don't think you're gonna bulk up in yoga. No. And I think what it also does is it really just allows the individual to kind of step out of their 
head, right? Mm -hmm. We're so busy with so many rapid thoughts and things we have to do and places we have to be and people we're supposed to respond to and all the things. Oh my gosh, your dog's so cute. Um, <laughs> that it quiets the noise mm -hmm. and allows you to go into a workout. And I think that's really important for people because as I go into the gym and I just happen to glance around, half the people standing in that gym are looking down at their phone minding that business rather than minding the business of what mm -hmm. they came there to do. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just a waste. Very, very so, true. I'm all for it. Use very, weed before you're working out. That's right. And it's coming you up. You guys, I got to take off. I want to say goodbye. I appreciate you having Chris, me on this Monday. Chris, 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 yes. Yeah, I have one quick story, Chris. One Go for quick it. thing. I think you'll find this very interesting. Marijuana smell isn't enough to search a car. A South Carolina senator pass, uh, poses in a new bill, you guys. I wanted to make sure you heard that before you hopped off, Chris. Because a South Carolina senator wants to change the way law enforcement handles traffic stops and marijuana arrests. According to WCIV, Senator Dion Tedder of Charleston has pre-filed Senate Bill 892. It would ban the smell of marijuana alone from being used as probable cause to search someone's car when they're pulled over. Teddy said uh, the bill aims to protect people who may use legal forms of marijuana Marijuana, such as Delta 8 THC and Delta 9 THC and hemp. But some police officers say the bill may do more harm than good. Chief LJ Roscoe of Goose Creek, which is outside of Charleston, issued a statement to WCIV saying the state of South Carolina already has increasingly high statistics for impaired drivers on our roads. Passing a bill that permits and even encourages people to have marijuana within their cars would likely result in even higher impaired driving numbers. Senator uh, Tedder introduced the bill once before, but he's optimistic it will make it to committee this time. It was the smell of marijuana that led to a violent arrest at a bus stop in southwest Charlotte last year, and Christina uh, Pierre and Anthony Lee told officers they were smoking illegal marijuana product from a nearby vape shop. Uh, the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department eventually dropped charges against the couple, but said the department's crime lab found that they were smoking marijuana that contained a form of THC. And everyone, we all saw this video. And, you know, once you, once you decarboxylate THCA, it is become THC Delta 9. What do you think, Mandy? You think this will be successful in South Carolina? I mean, time will only tell, right? We shall see. Follow up with the next story about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we will keep you updated. We will keep you updated. And today, Mandy is going to yep. take us out today. Uh, well, thank you all for joining today's episode on Hot 9 News. Before we close out today's episode, though, I have a present for all of our viewers today. Of course, our local outlaw correspondent, Luke Scarmazzo, launched his book, High Price, last week on Amazon. And today only, today until 11.59 p.m., you can download the ebook for free on Amazon. And there's a reason for that. This book is something that everyone needs to read. It's all about the way shit went down. You have to know the story. And the first hundred pages are really intense. <laughs> anyway, catch us live on weekdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to the super fans showing love, getting their comments posted live on our big screen. Our live audience and online supporters catching us 
across all media platforms and tuning in each day. To our vetted correspondents, Team Cloud Media Partners, oh, excuse me, our production team, Cloud Media Partners, our sponsors keeping the lights on and our AV struggles to a minimum. And of course, Adam, holding it down as always. And to Cannabis Sativa L, the reason the Hyatt Nine Nudes team reads the headlines daily. Thank you too. It's Monday, January 8th, 2024. This show is over. You've been blessed with today's top industry headlines, and I hope it was enough for you to get your day going. This is Mandy Tingler, AKA Carmen Sacramento, coming to you from the capital of California for Hyatt Nine News, the cannabis industry's number one daily news show.